the afternoon at about 4 p.m., when everybody would gather together and we would hear one of the older people tell stories. And a couple of my great uncles and one of my aunts were just terrific storytellers, and they were so awesome. Um, one of my, a couple of my uncles were in the Navy in World War II, and they were, they were in the, the Pacific Island campaign in, in, you know, against Japan. And uh, once they decided just to go off and get themselves a crocodile, because they'd heard that there were these things called crocodiles. Let's get one of those and take them back to Texas. <laughs> so, they, so they said, I think they're pretty big. So they just took a big machine gun off the, off the ship and were walking around in the swamps. But they didn't really know much about crocodiles. Like, they didn't know that they went underwater. And they're like, there's no crocodiles here, just a bunch of logs. <laughs> and, uh, and they were such great storytellers. And, there was, and, and I was amazed at how this, all this energy of this huge family could all be focused for that one moment on, and, and hanging on one word, just like you're wondering right now, what happened with the crocodiles? Yeah. And, and the power of storytelling and, of, you know, and, and how compelling the, uh, a human voice could be and stories could be was always brought home to me. And that made me, I guess, want to be a storyteller. That's great. And you've, in the time that you've been writing, I mean, you've written for adults and you've written for younger audiences and you've written horror, sci-fi, and now you've got um, Leviathan, steampunk. How many of you were familiar or are familiar with the term steampunk? Okay. Okay. Yeah, some of you? Okay. All right. Do you want to just give us a little bit of what you think steampunk is for the... Well, a lot of people... um Obviously, how many of you have read like H.G. Wells or Jules Verne, War of the Worlds? I mean, in a way, that's the first steampunk because, I mean, they were writing what they just would have thought of as scientific romances, what we would call science fiction. But it was always, um, but it was always you know, made out of things that they had, the technologies they had back then, which were steam engines and, and stuff that they thought of as you know, like incredibly high-tech and and they and they were doing sort of amazing things like going to the center of the earth with you know just a bigger steam engine or or calculating something with a with a giant um you know an adding machine basically and there i think there's a lot of nostalgia for for machines like those because in a funny way you can actually see the way they work like you can point to a steam train to somebody and you can say you know that part heats up and the the you know the steam expands and it pushes those pistons and you can see the pistons and you can feel the heat and you can hear the steam but if you point to an iPod and try to explain it, it's like, it's like a white piece of plastic. <laughs> and it's, it's completely mysterious and it's completely, you know, it's de... I don't know, it's not dehumanized, but it's not... It's no longer real. It's too small and too microscopic and too invisible. And I, can't, I think it's... Steampunk is about nostalgia for a time when technology was sort of big enough to see. That's great. Um, and louder. <laughs> definitely louder. Um, the... Um, this book, Leviathan, uh, how many of you have already read Leviathan out there? Okay, great. So, so yeah, me too. And um, the, the, when I was reading it, I, I was, sat down and I, I did. I said, okay, here goes. Here's, this is a great steampunk novel. And then I, then I stopped myself and said, no, wait a minute. This is, this is a great alternate history novel. And then I went back and said, no, this is a steampunk novel. And it's really a great alternate history steampunk novel. All right? And I'm sure I'll come up with some other adjectives to apply to it too before we're done. But... Uh, and it's fascinating to me the, the amount of research that I assume went into this. It almost makes me tired just thinking about all the research you had to do. Um, but let's begin with the the setting. It's it's World War One, right? Right. And it's not as the big trailer said. It's not the World War One that we know. 
did you have an interest? Did you sit down and decide that you wanted to learn about World War One and write a story, or was this something you were already interested in? Um, I think you know this is this book. I started by making a list of all the things I think are cool, and uh, sort of zeppelins and airships and sort of giant walking machines. Um, I like biology a lot, so I thought cool creatures would be fun. And and World War One's a very interesting time period as well. It's the first time. World War One is the first war that was all about machines. Like in the big wars before that, it was you know there were horses, there were human beings, there might be you know rifles and things like that. But it was basically people facing each other. And in World War One, you have airplanes and tanks and you know these sort of monsters made out of metal. And I kind of wanted to to sh- to, to write about World War One in a way that would be as crazy and strange and amazing and scary as World War I was in reality for the people who were there. Because oh, yeah. for them... It-